0: Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to the podcast. I'm here with uh, Inez again, and I've got a new microphone. I've heard your complaints. I know, I know I've know, i sounded terrible. I've tried to fix it. I have a different mic. This mic was sent to me by uh, Oren Hoffman, who's a guy who has a podcast. Um, he sent it to me when I was on his uh, podcast. I didn't use it. I've been switching between microphones. Um, like I use sometimes the MacBook, sometimes this other one I got, and sometimes this one. Um, and so this is one I just haven't pulled out in a really long time. But it does. You you, you say I, you say I sound better than normal, right?
1: Yeah, I think I noticed it right away. So hopefully that comes through in the recording. You know, audio. Uh, as I was saying before we started recording, you know, audio is really its own expertise, and it's it's surprisingly difficult just to have like good sounding. Audio, you can yeah. buy good equipment and you can use a good program, and it's still very finicky. Yeah. Look how
0: fancy this mic! Doesn't it look like a cool mic? It's like <laughs> you're not gonna be able to say that, it, but it's like round. It's got. It a,
1: looks architectural.
0: Yeah, it's very, it's beautiful. It so looks
1: like some kind of.
0: It, it's three sixty, right? It's not like well, oh, yours is. Yeah, well, they're all three sixty, but okay. <laughs> I, mean, I I hope, hopefully this works.
1: Mine is kind of a, the bargain. I also had just somebody recommend, um, Emily Jashinsky, a friend of mine. And then also she does the Federalist, uh, radio podcast nearly every day. And she does, um, counterpoints, which is part of breaking points, um, over with Crystal and Sager and Ryan Grimm. But so she does a ton of podcasting is what I'm saying. And she said, this was the best uh, bargain, Mike, the that one, isn't really the one
0: expensive. you're using right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, no one complains about okay. you people. I just think sort of my I think my room sucks. I think it's just bad for echo. Like it's, it's sort of big and empty. Uh, there's, yeah, I think that's bad. I, and maybe my voice just sucks. I mean, I just think that's that might be it. That it just doesn't sound well uh, on on the computer or microphones or whatever. Uh, but we'll see. You guys can tell me. You guys can tell me how this works.
1: Yeah, un- unfortunately, I definitely have the California. Uh, that 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 uh, thing. I I can't, I can't help it. Um, yeah. uh, So a little bit of the vocal fry, I just can't get it out of my, well, you have um, a
0: nice, you have a nice voice. It's like, it's
1: like, I hate, I hate listening to my own voice. I think everybody's like that though. You, you, Unless you have a particularly nice voice, you hate listening I, to your own voice because it sounds so different outside of your skull. I
0: feel like my voice doesn't match my personality. Like I feel like my voice is very guttural and very nasally, but I don't feel like a nasally guy. I feel like a, a smooth, <laughs> informal, fun-loving kind of guy, and I think the voice just gives people a different impression.
1: <laughs> I – uh I've always wanted like a deep voice, but my voice is quite the breaking point of no. my voice. Is if quite you're a woman these and, uh, days and you
0: have a deep voice, people start to wonder. People are going to say <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Yeah,
1: but it sounds, you know, also there's a ton of studies that show that people uh, prefer to listen to deep voices. So, um, you know, who has a, a like fantastic, there's a few people out there who have just great voices for like Ben Dominic has an amazing voice for podcasting. He's got like a, Every time he reads something on on air, it sounds like an an old timey broadcast.
0: Mm. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not just, I don't know. I'm not, I don't think I'm being biased because, you know, he doesn't like me, but I I never was like struck by his voice is is so cool. But I guess your voice can suck. Like Ben Shapiro's voice, I think, sucks by any objective standard. And, you know, he's obviously been very successful. So maybe it doesn't matter all that much.
1: Ben is the only person. That I have to dial back to 120, 1.25 speed. I listen to most things at two times speed. I cannot listen to Ben; he is already at two times speed.
0: <laughs> you know my my um, wife when like when I was watch TV and like Ann Coulter would come on, she'd like run out of the room like covering her ears, like she just could not listen to Ann Coulter. Uh,
1: there, there are definitely yeah having having good voice these days as a, a big asset yeah. rob
0: henderson they,
1: they should start doing talent management of, rob henderson uh, has
0: a great voice well, and the, and he voice. puts me to shame because we do podcasts together and his voice is so good and mine is bad yeah henderson's got a great voice <laughs> But anyways, yes, we can't. We can sit here and reminisce. And <laughs> well, I'm I'm, I'm excited,
1: Richard, to come back uh, to disagreeing with you over domestic things rather than agreeing with you about Israel yeah, and Gaza. Yeah, so we're <laughs> going to give
0: people a break of, from Israel and Gaza because you know we've been we've I think done maybe four or five weeks since this war started on this, um, and you know it's t- it has taken up a lot of my headspace. Like I do think about it a lot. I could talk about it more, but I just think we should just you know give the audience uh, something else. Um, so yeah, no, no Philippe, uh, no Philippe this weekend, no, no Israel and Gaza. We're going to stick there. And there's domestic issues. I mean, we missed, we missed some stuff. So there was an election on, uh, November 5th. Uh, we're recording this November 16th. So it's, uh, Thursday. Um, I mean, was the election on November 5th. No, that's that, that has to be wrong because that would have been.
1: So I thought it was like the 7th. Yeah. Yeah. It
0: should have been, I think November, uh, 7th. And, uh, yeah, I mean, what's the, what's the headline here? Abortion. Is, is that all that happened?
1: Um, it's certainly it's it's certainly a big factor um, and one that isn't going away for the Republican Party. Um, I, I am sort of coming not to the conclusion, but to the suspicion that the modern composition of the Republican Party is one uh, that is going to underperform in off years and midterms, which is the opposite of how the Republican Party has been for decades, right. Um, it used to be that Republican voters were actually more reliable because they were older. Um, they they had more of a like maybe civic attachment to going down and putting the the um, ballot in the box. But just for whatever reason um, and many reasons, the Republican Party had a more consistently voting base. And so it overperformed. You could count on the Republican Party to overperform during off year elections and midterms, whereas mass turnout elections like presidential elections um, the Democratic Party did better. And that's part of the reason there's been so much emphasis in the Democratic Party <laughs> to um, try to drive mass turnout, right? And to make voting easier and et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's self-interested in the same way that in some way Republicans opposing, uh, for example, like mass mail-out ballots. I mean, there, of course, there are many legitimate reasons <laughs> and, and uh, many policy reasons to oppose that, but there is also just self-interest, right? Um, in, in In the past, Republicans have been hurt in elections that have that kind of mass turnout. I'm starting to think that, that these two things are flipping um, that Trump brought in so many people to the party who have both a mistrust of the Republican party generally. Um, but, but also just are, have a, a much weaker attachment to politics, right? Um, they're not really, really dedicated. They may not even know that there was like a midterm election or an off year election in their state. Um, so I think because of the the sort of changing, composition of, of the Republican party and relying more on the votes of white working class, uh, Americans, I think it may be possible that we're moving into an era where, where those incentives flip, which will be funny to, it'll, it'll be interesting to see whether voting policy in the parties changes if the, those things change, uh, in accordance with their interests or if they stick with their ideologies respectively.
0: Yeah, I, I it, it's possible. So usually, you know, the president, the, 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 Party that's out of power does well in the midterms. So in 2018, uh, the Democrats did well in the midterms. So it's okay. It's just that Trump was in office. Um, And then uh, 2022, you would have expected Republicans to do well. They didn't do that well, right? Um, And so that's consistent with that theory. The thing is, there was an election in 2021, and this is how Youngkin uh, won in the first place, right? And The and uh, I remember that was a good night. It was like the the Republicans almost won New Jersey. It was like they lost like five points in New Jersey or something. So it was like it was like a good good night. You know, few few elections across the board. And what that election was? That was the one election which was after Biden got elected, but before Dobbs. Right before Dobbs was an issue, right? So it could be that. It could be what you're saying. We don't know. That's just one small data point. Um, it could just be the abortion issue. You, like, you better hope, like, the Republicans better hope you're right because then it'll be solved in 2024. If it's just abortion and it's still going to be about abortion in 2024, this is going to hurt and it's going to keep hurting until something different happens.
1: So, a few points. Um, I mean, I definitely think abortion is dragging down the Republican ticket, but i I'm just thinking sort of on baseline, right? So what was interesting about the, the lack of red wave in the midterms was, um, that Republicans actually underperformed their polls, which doesn't usually happen, right? Um, usually, so either the pollsters have corrected, um, or there is something of this, this dynamic, by the way, New York, New Jersey, and Florida are the three places where there was a red wave. Yeah um, in the midterms, even after Dobbs. Uh, so I, I tend to think in the New York, New Jersey area that has to do with crime specifically as a, an issue. Mm -hmm. Um, that's what Lee Zeldin ran on and did very well. I mean, he obviously fell short, but for a Republican running for governor in New York state, he did very, very well. There was something like an 18 point. Maybe their
0: abortion, maybe their abortion Mm -hmm. rights are just safe.
1: It's. It, I mean, that ha, there are other states where that's the case, and people are still rapidly coming out. Um, one data point in my favor, that, or again, I'm not like totally wedded to this theory. I'm just sort of trying it mm. out for size, um, is that in Ohio, right, where there was that abortion um, amendment on the ballot and was successful even though – so in, in the four-year election cycle, Ohio is now, I think we could say, no longer a swing yeah. state, and, and it's a red state, yeah. and Trump won it. Both in 2016 and 2020 by, I don't remember what it was, 10 or 12 points, like by, by a wide margin, yeah. right? Um, the electorate from the exit polls in this election was Biden plus two. Mm. So either the, the abortion issue has so swung Ohio that a state that went for Trump by 10 points is now Biden plus two, which would be yeah. contradictory to all of the polling that we have from that state in 2024, yeah. or... Simply, people are a different, totally different electorate is coming out in these um, yeah. off-year elections, yes. and so that's that. That was one of the data points that is kind of coming together with a constellation of why I, I think this is so. But again, I'm not wedded to this theory, but I, I just now have enough little data points for it that I, I'm considering it seriously.
0: Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that Ohio exit poll. Yeah, who knows if it's true or not, or who knows if it holds under in other states. I think Ohio and like, you know, what might be a state which was particularly, um, you know, particularly uh, well, I mean, one way to check that, I mean, there was statewide, was there statewide elections on other things? Like, were there Republican versus Democrat races in Ohio Um, where like we could see if like Republicans still won, which I assume they did. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, yeah,
1: you know, I don't know because I only I I only heard about the abortion amendment and I didn't
0: actually. Yeah, know. I think there there was other. There uh, here's Ballotpedia, but... which is a you know a great site for just giving you uh, the rundown on elections. Uh, so let's see what what was on the ballot. No, just school boards, municipal governments, local ballot measures. Okay, there was no Senate, no House. Uh, nothing. Yeah, there was not, nothing. Nothing. Well, like I mean, that.
1: it would make sense that as the the more educated college yeah. set of voters trends yeah, more firmly I, into the democratic camp it. that they would have more um like look your you're college educated women in suburbia are voting one way or the other some of them are swing voters but they are voting they're coming out and voting they're not people who are detached from sort of the 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 election cycle and if if there's a governor up for them they're coming out to vote and the fact that they are trending democratic yeah and particularly and this is where i, I do think like abortion really does play into it is because those voters are not are they're going to be coming out and as long as abortion is a central issue, like they they are yeah. pro choice. Yeah. They're gonna come out. N- now that
0: I think about it, yeah, yeah that twenty twenty three election is different from a twenty twenty two election. If you told me the the exit poll said twenty twenty two was Biden plus you said twenty twenty three, right? The exit poll is Biden plus two or twenty twenty
1: two? This this for this ballot, the one you yeah, just yeah. read, that was and that's believable up, Because was, who I'm,
0: goes to, who goes to vote in twenty twenty three? Nobody. I mean, nobody. This is, it makes probably makes sense. Well, if it was twenty twenty two, that would be really bad because that's you know that's closer to a real uh, election. So isn't this the case for and like Trump is doing very well in the polls now against Biden, and I just think that Trump, because even though he, uh, even though he, he you have that reached the end of the pre recording ways, for this episode I just think of Clown Car. To listen to the rest of the episode, please consider becoming a paid subscriber.